Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. We are on episode 42 with me, my co-captain. Scott Larson. And I love the number 42. I don't know if anyone else will get this reference out there. I know Scott got it, but 42, the answer to life, the universe, and everything in it. Have you seen that? Have you seen the movie? You read the books, Scott? You know, I've only seen the movie. Okay, first you have to say what it is. It's the Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. Um, and I I watched the movie, and they did a fantastic job in it. It you know it had the Hobbit and uh, Watson in it. Yes. So uh, it it was it was a really well done uh, movie, um, but certainly very quirky humor. So. Yes, if you like that British humor, kind of the Monty Python, uh, it's right up your alley. You got to check it out. Fantastic movie, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Also, if you haven't checked it out, someone, uh, the, I can't remember his name. He's from Australia, but he actually made a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy pinball machine. And it's it's wonderful. It's almost uh, pin 2000 style. Love it. Hmm. So That'd be interesting. I, I never saw that one. You'll have to go online and check it out. Uh, it's really, really cool. So let's introduce our friends of the podcast really quick. All right. Uh, first off, uh, and we will circle back to, to uh, this guy later, uh, Zach, Zach and Nicole Mini at uh, Flipping Out Pinball. If you're looking for a new pinball uh, product, uh, contact them. Uh, Zach and Nicole are known for getting people what they want, and they have uh, hooked me up with some extra things for my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Jurassic Park. I just got the amber shooting rod, and I also bought a shaker and the pit art blades for the premium. So I am looking forward to installing those soon. Who else do we have, Josh? We have Brad Hunter with Lit Frames. And actually, Brad Hunter poses a question to us, and I'm going to throw it to a poll on our on our webpage. If you had to choose between these three pinball machines, which one would you choose? These are all 90s Williams Bally's. Uh, we've got, first off, Demolition Man. Second is World Cup Soccer 94. And third is NBA Fast Break. So we're going to throw that to a poll online because uh, Brad wants to know which one you'd go with. And if you leave in the comments which one you why you'd go with that one, that would be even more appreciated. But oh, check okay, out. So, so are you going to put, put up a Facebook poll or what are you doing? Yes, I'll do a Facebook poll and uh, we'll go from there. But that's courtesy of Brad Hunter with Lit Frames. So when you're doing that poll, think of Brad Hunter and go check out his Lit Frames at litframes.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Brian Allen, uh, go and check him out. I have two of his alternative translates. These things are officially licensed. Uh, they're his interpretations on an already excellent backlash. But if you're looking for a way of uh, spicing up your translate action, then I picked up the Medieval Madness one, um, which is going to be great because I just got the email that it's time for me to upgrade to my Royal Edition. And so I'm going to be buying the... Uh, the topper and the light show and the extended thing. So that will look amazing underneath the new trans light. Heck yes. Um, also uh, just want to send a shout out to uh, many of the shows that uh, we've interacted with and uh, they've, uh, they've mentioned us. So we listen to them too. Uh, also uh, Zach and Dennis in um, on the TPN, they release their show every Monday and they're always fun to listen to. Uh, we also have, uh, go ahead, Josh, list off a few. Well, the other one that we need to talk about is This Week in Pinball with Jeff Patterson. Uh, the gentleman is fantastic on his articles. And if you want some of the know, 
what's going on in the pinball world, he's definitely the man to do it. Uh, the other one that we want to throw out our condolences to is Bruce Nightingale and his wife. If you didn't listen to this, the super awesome pinball show, Bruce did talk about it and how COVID has affected their bar, the Silver Ball Saloon, and they did end up having to shut that down. So, but our hearts go out to you. It sounds like you weren't too heartbroken, but... Well, I, I think they felt like they, they were a casualty of the times. They, they didn't feel like they did Correct. anything wrong, which I, t- I totally agree with. And as um, Br- um, Bruce is also part of the Slam Tilt podcast, uh, also another excellent podcast, uh, also the Super Awesome Pinball Show, uh, friends of the show. Uh, I just got a, a package from uh, Christopher Franchi, and I ordered some art from him. So he was able to send that out. So that's also great. I was going to say, there's a couple others too. It's funny because I listened to everyone else and like the poor man's pinball podcast talked about us. Tim Lee was on one of their most recent episodes, fan of the show. Awesome dude. Great interview. Also Martin and Jeff with the final round pinball podcast. If you're not checking them out, do it. I mean, there's, it's kind of weird because you know, when we started this, we always joked, there's so many pinball podcasts in the arena and it's kind of whittled down. TPN has brought some more into the arena, but it, it seems like a lot of the podcasts are, are kind of going by the wayside. Well, I, I think they seem like they're consolidating a little bit. Uh, a lot of them tend to be, I guess, a similar format. It's just like you and I are uh, just talking to friends that would normally have a conversation on the phone or in person about pinball and just basically recording that. Yep. So it's it's been great but yeah I and mean, check out the pinball network we are obviously just doing our own thing but we encourage people to go and check out their uh their wide range of, of pinball podcasts because uh there's always a a good thing to check out um yeah i mean, seriously it, it's it's been fun because we've been able to interact a lot also uh you can't forget uh, mrs Penn. uh she is absolutely hilarious uh just put the earmuffs on the kids <laughs> well if you want one Lauren Gray is fantastic with the back box, back box pinball podcast as well. Absolutely. So all friends of the podcast. It's funny because we kind of set we we all have kind of a group chat and we just chit chat back and forth through uh, these podcast people. They're all fantastic people. Um, honestly, I can't point at one person in the hobby and say that they're not. I mean, they all do great. They have their own lane that they're driving in, and they're all doing fantastic at doing it. So yeah. So, we're all different and I love it. I mean, that's why I have a hard time with the Twippies sometimes because the Twippies, you're trying to mark a number one, but everyone's so diverse and different. I mean, you listen to us and yeah, we're two guys BSing, but then there's poor man's pinball podcast and yeah, they're shooting the breeze as well, but two entirely different shows if you put us right next to each other. So yeah. And th- there are even shows that like uh, Buffalo pinball love listening to those guys. Uh, I, um, Every time I listen to Nick, he's hilarious because he says a lot of the things I'm thinking, but I just don't. I don't have the stones to actually say them on record. Uh, but they, they basically just do a podcast and they record it and send it out. So that that's uh, just a different way of uh, consuming things. So, well, we need to have those guys on too. I've talked to Kevin and Nick a little bit, and yeah, and and really, when I customized my Tron, I saw their Tron and I said, "Okay, what'd you guys do?" And so Kevin sent me a huge list of everything that uh, he had on his uh, Tron. So that's really uh, where, and and of course I found other things that I decided to just spend a ridiculous amount of money customizing a game. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty much it. It's uh, well, and there's tons out there, please 
if you feel like there's no one speaking to you, guess what? There is someone out there. Just So just keep looking and you will find your own little group. I agree. So, Scott, you got to tell me. You got your premium in. I saw the pictures. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What are your, what's your impressions? What are you thinking of it? You know, it's, it's a tough game. I'm, uh, it's, it is a lot of fun though. I, I still have that. Want to play one more. That center ramp shot is, it's hard. Um, because it's going so fast there are two ways to hit the shot. You can either hit the right ramp and it comes in and dumps around and screams past the upper flipper or, there's a way of shooting it from the right flipper and it goes up to a stand up post hits that and then comes back down. So you can hit that. Um, it's, it, you know, I, I need to be better because I have the same issue with uh, Jurassic park where you have the Raptor tower. I, I have such a hard time hitting that shot because it, it requires such precision. When I hit it, it feels amazing, but man, that is hard. Um, I am loving the co-op mode. Uh, and I, yes. I will be, I, I will be blunt. I am, uh, I can't tell you how many times I am playing the co-op mode alone. So I'm playing every single turtle. So I'm trying to play a game with 12 balls and it's still a hard game. So I totally understand where people feel that, um, it may be on the brutal side. I still think it's a fun brutal as opposed to a mean brutal. And, I and there is a difference. I agree. Um, I think as far as brutality goes, I've come down to, uh, do I want to play a long game or do I want to play a quick game? And so if I want to play a quick game, I play single player. But if I want to play a long game, I do the co-op is yeah. what I've learned. So what else? What else is, uh, do you feel like you haven't played a pro yet? Have you? I haven't paid a, played a pro. I I'm still getting used to, it. I've only had it for about a week. Um, okay. So the diverter, I'm still trying to figure out like the best way to utilize it. It basically, the only time you're really going to utilize the diverter is either on the, uh, the center ramp or the left ramp. Yep. And then you can choose whether or not you're going to the left or right flipper. And I, I haven't had enough time with the game to say, oh yeah, I definitely want to shoot it to this side or shoot it to that side. Um, it's uh, the multi-balls are great the eight ball multi-ball is insane it really does uh, it, it feels fun and chaotic without feeling like it's ridiculous um it, it, if you remember the four player uh konami game the arcade game where it just felt like you were kind of in button mashing mode there's a little bit of that especially when you're in eight ball multi-ball because it's really hard to trap up on eight balls like yeah. you just keep flipping and trying your best. And I'm trying to like stare a little higher up on the uh, flippers. And so I'm not just staring at the lower flipper. I'm trying to stare between them. And so I can see when a ball's coming down that left orbit and I can try to shoot it up into that uh, center ramp. But it's it's a fun game. I, I I'm I, I think it will be around for a while. Uh, just think of. Uh, there are games that are brutal and fun. Think of Tron. Think of Iron Man. They are both fun. They're both brutal, but yes. they all have that shot that is satisfying. That's for you, Christopher Franchi. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, I I agree with you on all fronts. I think that um, 
I think that the game is very, very fun, very fast. I don't know if I really have any complaints about it because my collection consists of World Cup Soccer 94, Attack for Mars, and Teenage Mutant Turtles. And so I feel like it's beginner, novice, expert. And so I feel like it fits exactly where I want to in my so, collection. So which one's the expert right now? Turtles? Turtles. Oh, yeah. It's funny because I've been playing Turtles nonstop since I got it, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. And I, went, I finally turned on World Cup last night, and I got to I got to Germany and beat them both via World Cups, the actual tournament. If, if you people are familiar with it, you, you, you accumulate the cities until you actually get to the World Cup. And then I've also beat... You also beat Jeremy on the multi-ball side. So you start multi-ball, and then you go through the teams. You, you score a goal, and then you shoot a ramp. Score a goal, shoot a ramp. Very very scared, stiff Elvirus style where you, you, you shoot the, the crate, and you shoot a ramp, and shoot a crate, shoot a ramp. Um, and like I said, last night I got to World Cup with no problem. I felt like it. World Cup really slowed down compared to Turtles. And so I feel like... I feel like turtles to make me a better player. Yeah, that's that's basically what my friend said. Uh, he had uh, he had Star Wars, and again, uh, Star Wars was a brutal game, but I would say less on the fun side. Uh, just yeah. and that's a personal take. Uh, yeah. However, he said he would play Star Wars, and then he and he's the guy with the he's Gary. He's the one with the Bally Williams collection, and every time he would go, he'd play Star Wars and then go play another one he said I would get like the grand champion score every time because it made him a better player. So I'm not saying that having only brutal games is, is fun, but it does make you a better player, especially if you're dealing with the, uh, the fast reaction time being able to shoot on the fly. You know, I, I found one thing that I do not like with turtles. Okay. One, one thing, and this is going to be a very small complaint and I highly doubt <laughs> Anyone else? I don't know. May, may this is me being conceited. So in Final Battle. Okay, wait, 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 you skipped. You yada, yada, yada right up until the final battle. So you need to say, okay, so I was playing and I got to the final battle. Correct. Okay. So I got I got to final battle. Did you do it on one guy or four? I did it on four. Okay, all right. And I'm so stoked. There's There's three phases to final battle. And... The first phase is a multi-ball, and you got to hit so many shots. And then you, um, you once you finish a shot, it drains all the balls. And then you go into the second phase, and all the shots are lit. So from the middle to the right is bebop, and from the middle to the left is rock steady. No, sorry, vice vice versa on that. And you got to hit all the shots, and you and you can work on it. You can work on just rock steady or just bebop. But I learned because once you hit all the shots, then it lights the orbit for that person. So if you, you complete all the purple shots, it writes lights the right orbit for Rock City, and you've got to hit the right orbit. And then if if you complete all the the red shots, then it lights the left orbit for for Bebop. Sorry, I'm, I'm drawing drawing this out. I do apologize. It's really hard to do because it's not a multi ball; it's a single ball thing. And once you go for it. Uh, once you get all the shots for Rockstar, if you don't hit the right orbit in time, it reverts and you have to do all the shots over again for Rockstar. Oh, it's like a hard wizard mode? Yes. Like, I don't get this. Oh. Like, because I figured this out the hard way because I got all Rockstar done. 
So I, I completed Bebop. I'm like, perfect. So I'm working on Rock City. And Rock City is kind of the harder shots because it's the, the center ramp shot. And I, I get I get the crank shot. I get the center ramp. And for some odd reason, I'm just not hitting that orbit. And then all of a sudden, like, it's blinking really fast. I'm like, what does that even mean? And all of a sudden, it, it stops blinking and it resets all the shots. And I was like, you've got to be joking me. I felt so discouraged because I'm like, it's a single ball. It's it's not like you could just because multi ball, you're just hitting, right? You're just trying to get shots, and you're just spraying prey, right? And so, but when you're in single ball and you have to hit all the shots, it's a lot more difficult. But that's my only complaint is like I don't feel like I feel like if I hit all those shots, the final shot shouldn't time out. It shouldn't. I shouldn't only have thirty seconds or a minute. But I finally on Saturday evening, in co-op mode did final finish the final wizard mode there's three phases to it i'm not going to ruin anything else just tell you there is three phases to it uh fantastic though i really enjoyed it um and i'm I'm still i love the game i don't think it's leaving my collection anytime soon yeah it's a it's brutal but fun and uh you know what i iron man it, it actually works out perfectly in my iron man spot because iron man was the same it was brutal but fun so do you like Turtles more than Iron Man or you need more time on Turtles? Oh, I need way more time. Uh, okay. It's it, I, Iron Man was, uh, you know, it, it was a fan layout and you got just kind of used to it. Um, yeah, I I think that it has the potential. I, I think it has the potential of possibly making me maybe consider selling Tron. Wow. Uh, it seems to be just a uh, a more advanced version of Tron. Yeah, true. You don't have the well. You have the spinning disc, but you don't have the. I can't remember what it's called up in the top middle. It's essentially the spinning disc. The but, spinning disc, yeah. So, yeah. So it it just depends. It seems like, um, it's kind of a combination of Iron Man and Tron together. Okay, I can see that. So and and it has a much better incorporation on the disc on the pizza disc because it spins both ways, which one of my major complaints of having those discs is typically it just has one speed. And on my X-Men, it just shoots it to the to the left out lane every single time. It's just dialed in. And the fact that it's it's going one way and then the other it provides some movement to the ball without getting annoying. Yeah. And, and I, I love the multi-ball start with it. It, it is, it's, uh, that multi-ball is one of the coolest starting multi-balls on X-Men. It's even, it's just as good because it's the Magneto multi-ball and it drops yeah. down, it goes down and it just spins and explodes out. And it is perfect, uh, thematically relevant for Magneto. And I think this feels very incorporated too with, uh, turtles where you have all, you know, three or four uh, of them going at once. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I love how much this game has been incorporated with the TV series. If you watch, I know people are like where the heck's gummy bears coming from. If you've ever just watched like even the first episode, they're eating like whipped cream pizzas and, you know, anchovies and jelly beans and, and so I, I like that. I feel like this whole game hits on all cylinders for me, especially being a Ninja Turtles fan. So Right. And, and I, I love having the uh, the premium extra stuff, the, the extra stuff. However, I totally think that if you were looking at buying a turtle, Turtles and wanted to get the pros, 
I think you would be a hundred percent to made whole, just like Metallica, where I think Metallica, yeah, you have some stuff that's different in the premium, but you don't really feel like you're being gypped by playing the pro. So I know that you listened to the pinball show today because we were kind of discussing it. They talked about trending down turtles because people are selling them based off the brutality. I don't know if Zach got this information off the forums of Pinside or whatnot. Do you feel like that's justified or do you? In many ways, I I can understand the LE prices. The, the only ones that seem to be locked in and not budging are Keith Elwin's games. Um, the uh, Jurassic Park Iron Maiden. I still have yet to see an Iron Maiden LE that's being sold. Now, I, I actually prefer the art package on the premium on the Iron Maiden. I actually prefer the premium art package. And so I would be interested in getting that uh, the the premium at some point. But yeah, the uh, it seems like LEs, they tend to be um, they tend to be people who are interested in the hobby, but they're collectors and really they just have some extra extra disposable income. So they buy an LE, it's top of the line, it's pretty, they hold it for a while and then they say, oh, there's another LE that's coming out. Oh, well, okay, let's sell this one and get another one. So they seem to be okay with taking a loss of $500, 500, $500, $500, $500, even $1,000, just because they just, uh, when you're in that price bracket of buying a toy for almost $10,000, you can say, well, okay, I'm going to rent this game for a while at that price range, and I want the premium package or the LE package, I guess. So they're willing to take that hit. Um, doesn't doesn't seem to be the case with other titles, but it seems to be the standard trend with most LEs. I agree. So I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, it's certainly not a. And the challenge is. We had the same designer and the same coder, and they had people complaining on their Munsters project that yeah. it was too easy. And so, <laughs> I, and come on, guys. Just uh, the, the bottom line is, good, you can find a game that you like. So it can be too easy, it can be too hard, but I think the fun factor of this game will keep it around for me for a long time. I agree. I think the family friendliness of it too will keep it oh. in my collection. Oh, absolutely. And this is something that kids will find fun. The monsters, I'm sorry. I remember the monsters in syndication when I was a kid. And yeah. so really, I doubt that you remember the monsters in syndication. No, I, well, I remember on Nick and Knight. I did watch it every okay, once in a while. Okay, sure. But I, it was, so you have to be at least 45 years old for this, for monsters to be kind of a relevant theme. Which yeah. is maybe why they went for an easier theme. Because if grandpa's buying it for his man cave, and yes, I'm saying grandpa, I'm sure grandma could do it too. Uh, but I have a feeling that that demographic is going to want a slightly easier game. I agree. So so are, are you going to buy the topper? Because apparently the topper I is an option, which is that uh, weird, uh, that, that bowling ball thingy. It's the Technodrome eye. So there's an eye up on top of the Technodrome. Okay. And, all right. And yes, if it if it's like the Black Knight and it's the Technodrome eye, I'm sold. I mean, that'd be so cool. The eye watching you and, and okay. Shredder harassing you. I th- I don't know. I 
Okay, you I think Shredder? I, I I can't imagine it being anything other than the Technodrome with the eye just looking around. Like, I, they, I would kind of prefer it to be Shredder, like, basically repurposing the Black Knight topper and making Shredder and him mocking you the whole time. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it, you could do that or, or have Krang harassing you the whole time. Yeah, and, and Krang is, okay, by the way, that is awesome. Like, you yes. do kind of miss that out on the Pro because the Premium has, like, an illuminated Krang that bounces up and down and harasses you. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of hilarious on the Premium. Well, you talked about Elwin and the price not dropping on his games, and we had a stern teaser this last Friday, and we're hearing rumors. Uh, I want to hear your takes on first. Let, let's do. Let's break it down the stern teaser, and then let's let's break down the rumors. Okay, so if you haven't seen the stern teaser, I'm not really sure why you're listening to a pinball podcast because we are. <laughs> Like we're, 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 we're dipping from the same well as the people who are going to go and watch the teaser. Right. Yeah. So teaser comes out and it is, it's basically the Marvel intro, how it has that, that card flip thing. And then it, uh, it usually goes into the Marvel logo. However, this time it went to the Stern logo and then it said assembling soon. Now for anybody who's remotely connected to the Marvel Universe, who says assemble? The Avengers. It's the Avengers. And yeah. so this really shocked me because I I didn't think they were going to go back to that well. However, there have been three Avengers movies like that have the Avengers in the title. There's been the Avengers. There's been Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. There's been four movies. You forgot Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't really that good. Okay, um, so yeah, of the four Avengers movies, Age of Ultron was my least favorite. But um, it kind of makes sense that uh, the Avengers was the first one where they started going through and saying, okay, we're going to do this now. And they they really... Again, Star Wars, if you want to take a lesson on how to do a franchise right, why don't you take a page out of the Marvel Universe? Yeah, Like, quit doing all these crazy, weird, schizophrenic movies that are just, un they are, it's like they can't figure out who, like, what the Star Wars Universe is. There is no cohesive story from one, to, uh, from one movie to another, and it just seems like they are reinventing things every single movie. Guess what? With the uh, with the st and by the way, my me saying that it is I'm not trying to make any derogatory comments toward anyone with mental health issues. What I am saying is that it just seems unfocused. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I and that. so I I don't want anyone to to misinterpret what I'm saying, but it just seems like they don't know who they are. Well, if you look at the Marvel universe. They know who they are and for better or worse, they have been able to keep a very symmetrical theme. So every single piece of the puzzle seems to be as if it's a similar director or a similar writer yeah. with, without, uh, w without seeing like it's plug and play, like each, uh, you know, the uh, guardians of the galaxy movie feels a little different than a captain America movie feels a little different than an infinity uh, or an Avengers movie, which is 
which is very similar to how comic books are. Uh, when you're in a universe, you have a different t uh, element in the universe, but it still fits together in the universe. Star Wars hasn't figured that out. They, um, they seem to be lost. They have some, they have some hits and a lot of misses. So that's a long rambling statement to say, look, the, the crowning achievement of the last 20, 22, 23 films was Endgame, And so they, they needed a, a, a final chapter on that uh, Marvel universe. They needed to have that, uh, that war, the infinity war and Endgame. And I think that that seems to be where this is going. What that that's, I I've talked way too long. Go ahead, Josh. What do you think? <laughs> So originally when we were discussing the what's coming next on our last episode, Avengers did stick in the back of my mind. And the reason being is the first one, I don't know if you would consider a flop from Stern, but it's not regarded as one of their better games. I consider it a miss. I wouldn't consider it a flop, but I would consider it a miss. Okay. Like it's, uh, there are some things that work about it, but there are a few things like the Hulk arms and the Black Widow ramp. If they're if they are tuned up, then it works. It works fine. But I don't know anybody who plays Avengers and says, I love that game. I agree. And I think the price is reflective of that as well. Yeah. It's one of the cheaper. If you're looking for a modern Stern, it's one of the cheaper ones to pick up. And so I think that's what also ties in the factor. That I feel like it's it was kind of a miss. Um. So when we were speculating on our last episode, part of me was like, it would make sense, the Avengers, because look, it, I mean, Endgame was what one? Well, it was now the highest grossing film of all time. It's like two point something billion dollars. And Infinity War was one point whatever billion dollars. And so you're roughly three and a half, four billion dollars between two movies. And granted, th this is the comic book. Did but, it finally beat Avatar or did, did yes, it? Yes, it did. Okay. It, did. Right. it finally beat Avatar after they re-released it in theaters like two months after it came out. They, uh, okay. they literally re-released it just so they could beat Avatar. Okay. Um, But back to the point, if you're doing a comic book version, which this has got the Black Order and stuff like that, um, it would make sense that someone said it was Infinity Quest. I don't uh, okay, think it well, is. Okay, well, that that was Canada, who also said it was Queen. So, so if you're going to do the comic, take it for what it's worth. If you're going to do the comic book version, you're probably going to do Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, uh, I, I don't see anybody like if you're going to title a game Infinity Quest. I can't think of a more dud title. If you're going to go for it, you're going to go for Infinity Gauntlet or Infinity War. Yes. Those are the and, two. Th those are the two options. That's it. But here's the hard part. So in the Marvel Universe, the Infinity War series was entirely different from the Thanos ones. So the Infinity War series was part of like some weird. It actually had Ultron well, in it. Are you talking the Secret Wars? No, I'm talking. It's called Infinity War. Oh, okay. it, it, you can look it up. Go get Comicology. But it, it's talking about it, it's a combination of Thanos and Ultron. Ultron becomes super smart and then takes over like some bug race and uses the bug race. It's very Starship Troopers meets Marvel. Okay. Uh, 
so you'd have to if it's comic books in my opinion you'd have to go infinity gauntlet because infinity war is an entirely different subsection unless if you're doing a comic book version of the movie but if you're doing that you've added more people into the game than actually are in the movie so i mean yeah i i i would say that it's it's certainly tied in to the end of the movie franchise and and it's the same thing as deadpool where yes they didn't pay for ryan reynolds to to come out but because they didn't pay for that asset and they worked with Marvel, they had freedom to do other things. So maybe just having I there's a there's a game coming out with PlayStation um, next month. And so it's it's something along those lines. It's an Avengers game. And so I, I don't care how they do the storyline, but it's certainly around the Infinity Gauntlet. So I have no idea what they're going to name it, but that makes well, sense and, to me. And I, I like that we are going with the comic book. I think you can get more of the characters because look at the very first Avengers pinball machine. It was based solely off the first movie and you only have the five heroes. Was there five or six from the first movie? Yeah. uh, Black Widow, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, Hawkeye. um... Well, in my opinion, it would be a nightmare, an absolute nightmare. Oh, licensing. Licensing would be crazy. There's no way you're going to license that many people. So from a just from a logistical standpoint, it would be impossible to do it. Yeah. And so you want the brand recognition and you want all these characters that everyone has come to love and know over the last 23, the last 23 movies or 22. And but you don't want the licensing nightmare there. I mean, look at Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, geez. I can't imagine what Eric went through on that one. I can't either. But the point being is, is I think Avengers is a smart move because you get you get Marvel characters that are not going to get their own pinball machine. Well, you and, also get the storyline that's relevant. Like, yes. it, it, you're, it's still, we're only a year out from Endgame. Yeah. And it's still... It, it still resonates. I still feel bad for Marvel because I do not know what they're going to do now. I mean, they've postponed Black Widow. And I don't know if that's because of COVID or because it buys them more time to figure out what the heck they're doing. I think they're smart enough to have a, a second thing. I mean, I, I will say that, uh, you know, with with Spider-Man, the far from home and they that, that was after, um, you know, after hey, uh, spoiler alert, Tony Stark died. Yeah. So that was after that. And, uh, you know, it was a very, I would say, moving, uh, m- like a moving synopsis in Spider-Man where he talks about that. Tony, Tony gave it to you. He never doubted you. Yeah. So. Well, but here's the problem, too. So we could see there was a very clear direction of where they were going yeah. with with Black Panther, with Captain Marvel, with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, like. God rest his soul. Chad, Chad Bozeman passes away on Sunday. Yeah, that was, and obviously shocked everybody. No, no one knew that was going on. So, and no one knew that he had colon cancer and he was fighting that wall filming black Panther. That's wow. That's just wow. Yeah. And so, so when your star actors, that's going to lead you into the next is gone and they can recast him. I mean, it's not the first time. I I think they'll have to, and they'll have to find someone who will um, basically be able to bring uh, his own take on it 
while honoring Chadwick's legacy. Does that yes. make sense? Mm -hmm. It's, um, you know, cause he, he will always be iconic and there, there are ways of doing it. And it's not like, and I think Marvel will have their, everybody's blessing because they want that character to live on. They don't yes. want it to die with Chadwick. They I want, agree. they want that feeling of, um, you know, it, in this time, it, this is this has been a very tumultuous year, yep. where a lot of uh, a lot of issues that have always been there have kind of boiled to the surface and resonated meaningfully in many people's minds. And uh, Black Panther was one of those uh, one of those movies that I think resonated and speaks uh, spoke to a large demographic that didn't feel like they had the same voice. Yep. So they they don't want that voice to be silent with Chadwick. Like they want his legacy to live on. So I guarantee they will figure out a way, a meaningful way of making black Panther two work. Yep. Um, but it's certainly uh, pushed out a little bit, obviously. And I'm sure, I'm sure Marvel was aware. I'm, I'm sure that yeah. the, the people were very aware of what Chadwick was going through. Uh, but out of respect for him, they, uh, they were not public with what was going on. So, yeah. And then, like I said, I guess we're, I guess we've gotten off the rails, but we as did, far but as. It, okay. But this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the relevancy of Marvel and where we go now. Well, uh, this is why the pin is the perfect, like a, a cornerstone pin that is going to incorporate a billion characters into a meaningful story. That's why the comic book is such a great way of taking that. Now we go ahead. I was going to say, I just, I really think that it is a genius move. You've got zombie Yeti, which we're going to get to. Well, we're You've guessing. Got, I, I, has zombie officially said it's his. I, th I thought he did, but we could be entirely I, wrong. Yeah. I, I think that they have posted more. Uh, he has, po excuse me. He has posted more on, uh, on social media more recently and saying how things are coming out. And it certainly looks zombie Yeti esque. So, Oh, he, he posted on zombie Yeti studios. I'm, I'm quoting yeah. verbatim. It's been a busy year wink. So yeah. And, and th that's what I read too. So it's not like he's saying, Hey y'all, the next game is mine, but it's, uh, it's his. So I really think it's zombie Yeti looking at the artwork and yeah. with what he said. And the, the other rumor to it is Keith Owens designing it. And if you remember the last time we had him on, he said he already had game three done and in the bag and he was working on game four. Yeah. So it's not so, out of the realm of him having this being his game. It does seem a little interesting. And in just that, uh, it seemed like Steve Ritchie was up next in the rotation, but uh, hey, they can shuffle things around depending on what's available and what's ready. And it it seems like that one's ready. And I, it's the perfect pin to come out right now. And really, it doesn't really seem like a Steve Ritchie type theme. Um, yeah. And Steve Ritchie, he did Spider-Man. So, but all the other superhero ones, he hasn't really done. I agree. So I, I think it will be... Um, I, okay. And full disclosure, when I saw the teaser, I immediately said, 
okay, is this a home pin? Yes, I, that's what I thought too. So I thought I thought this would this will be a home pin version. And then when I found out it was a cornerstone, and I found out that the rumored uh, the rumored designer was Elwin, and the rumored artist was Zombie Yeti, I immediately texted Zach and said, "I want Nelly." So I am on, and now it's not official, so nothing. So distributors cannot take any sort of official confirmation but they can take interested lists. So if there's, hey, I think this next pin is going to be this, and therefore I'm interested in this. But it's, uh, I think it's going to be a feeding frenzy when it finally uh, gets announced, and we're guessing this week sometime. Can, can we but, talk about the insanity of that, though? Let, let's talk about this yeah. just, just for two okay. seconds. All we have to go on is a 10 to 12 second clip of possibly distorted zombies Yeti art Mm-hmm. Nothing else besides that it's Infinity War. The rumor, we don't have any confirmation, but the rumor it's Keith Elwin. The uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say confirmed zombie yeti. Okay. I'm I'm going out there. Confirmed zombie yeti. And and that's it. And we when we hear that the interested lists are tapped out. If if they go off of the five to six hundred that they usually do for limited editions. This game's limited editions are already sold, and we've only seen a 10 to 12 second teaser clip. Is that insanity, or is that just we're so confident in Keith Owen and Zombie Yeti that we're just like, boom, sold? Like, don't no even questions, like, we're doing this. Well, okay. I love Zombie Yeti art. I'll put it out there. I won't. Oh, I, I do too. I, I won't buy a Ghostbusters. Okay. It's I I as um Ghostbusters is such a pretty game and it's so packed. The playfield is so packed and I just don't have fun playing it. I no. don't. I, I just I, I don't. Now when I I look at Turtles, same artist, different designer and it's packed. It feels very packed like um uh, like ghostbusters did but it feels fun and the layout is great okay, okay. so i'm going more on the designer like okay. but keith we haven't con- is, we, well, okay, we haven't okay. confirmed it's keith though. Okay. that's what well okay but crazy. now 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 the interested list is i am interested in that product now i haven't cut a $10,000 check yet and so th- there, therein lies the difference. If I had, if, if I got a call from a distributor that says, look, a game's coming out. We don't know who the designer is. We think it's this artist. Are you in? Give me $10,000. I think you would have a lot less people who would be doing this. I don't think so. And the reason being is we can look at the history of, look at Iron Maiden. His very first game, and yes, he had Archer out, but it sold out. I think the Ellie sold out within... A couple of days, didn't it? No, and, and that's fair. And and that, but people assumed it was going to be. I, I don't know. I guess there's some. You now Keith has a lot of goodwill in the hobby too. I if anybody has a negative feeling about Keith Elwin, then I you're a horrible person. I I, I don't <laughs> I, like. I just don't see like what like what about Keith? He's genuinely a nice guy. He is. Uh, he. 
he's just easy. He's approachable. He's a little quiet and he's not going to ruffle feathers. And it's people saw the archer and assumed that it was going to be pretty much archer. And it was, yeah, but uh, you're right. Uh, you know, you do have me on the, um, on that. However, there is also rumblings when people on the inside start saying, you got to check this one out. Yeah. Like that says something. So, yeah, we we've I, got yeah. I, do, yeah we've, do you remember? Do you remember when we when we interviewed Josh Sharp and Jurassic Park had come out for three months, and I offered him. I said, "Okay, in the last ten years, what's the best game?" And he said, "Is it too early to say Jurassic Park?" And yeah. I said, "Really? Like you've played so many games?" He's like, "Yeah, it's really that good." So when you have insiders who have play testing experience and they're like you got to check this one out this is good but we've had we've had some feelers out now it's not like i have a pipeline of people who work in the industry but you have you know who are connected to me but you have people say hey you should check this out or hey watch for this and when people who are in the know start saying that that tells me there's something special that they are impressed with and that doesn't happen a lot but it does happen uh, th- there are enough times when you get that that sort of buzz that it does yes. push you. Well, and I don't know. I guess when it comes down to it, like Keith has definitely earned it. There, Keith is awesome, and his games are great. The other rumor I'm hearing too is is it's harder than Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, but it's easier than Jurassic Park. So that could be good. Um, Jurassic Park's hard. <laughs> Like Jurassic, like my, the two hardest games I have in my, well, yeah, I, the two hardest games I have in my collection are Jurassic Park and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So maybe this will be a welcome addition. Marvel's Avengers, I am, I guarantee you could put on almost any location. People are going to be drawn to it. Uh, my only advice, I know that the game's pretty much done. We're probably going to see it revealed here soon. Uh, I just I hope that you got good voice actors because my only cringe is is oh, get X Men X Men yeah. yes you know I th- I think they've learned their lesson I with Iron Maiden I mean they took a theme I I'm on the record I love the band I'm totally in on the theme um, I am a severe outlier in that situation and people still bought the game uh, despite the the theme now Zombie Yeti made it look awesome. And I, the voice actors they used on that game were so good that, yeah, it, it did take it to a different level. And, you know, Turtles, again, hard game. And, hey, Mark, every time I think of Splinter talking to me, I'm like, hey, Mark, thanks. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> my, my son keeps running around like he brings friends yeah. over. He's like, that's Johnny Bravo. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, uh, w- when I unpacked the game, I sent a picture of it uh uh, to Mark and I said, "Hey, we're playing you, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Mark's the best. We yeah, we chit chat with him. So he's good. a really good guy. So, so good. Yeah, um, so uh, yeah, I and that's true. And the history, though, it builds upon it. So yeah. you have that uh, that I mean, the last two games, if it is a Keith Elwin game, they've won Game of the Year. Yeah. So that's a pretty good track record. That's a good batting average. Yep." Well, and and I thought honestly that Turtles was going to be the last one I buy for a little while. And after hearing this, I'm like, dang it! Yeah. Now I'm trying to figure out why I need to sell. And 
yeah i haven't seen the game yet and i'm like do i i'm not selling anything yet but i'm like just getting ready to run like everyone else once the gates open the floodgates open and yeah Yeah. well i've got uh so x-men's probably is finally going to be going uh i'll probably be parting with spider-man um may may maybe parting with black rose uh Ah, you know what? Even with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, even though I love Tron, I think I'm kind of over it. So I may be looking at uh, if someone's looking for a super nice Tron, uh, you know, send me a message because I I don't know if you'll find a nicer one than mine. You're going to have to put that up for. Yeah, dude, that's yeah. All right. It's 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 so pretty. So I like I love it, but I'm. I, I, you need to, you need to start moving things and I cannot sell the games. My, my wife loves that's the bottom line. So, and that's my rule. That's a, that's a quick pro tip. If you're, if you are the primary driver in the hobby and your spouse, uh, likes a few things, uh, sell your games before you sell their games. Yeah, true. So I guess the other question I have too, is we had a JJP teaser and we've been hearing rumors of, of guns and roses um i personally feel like it's guns and roses we're hearing that's toy story but it's the, the the source i've talked to may it sound like guns and roses is coming out this month or in september it, it, it's guns and roses yeah and i trust them over everyone else um i just I don't know though. It, it'd be really, really weird to have. Toy Story's to... not coming out with another one anytime soon, and so it's. I mean, Guns and Roses—they just barely finished their giant tour. Um, it makes sense that it would be GNR. Um, I don't think there's a time. There's there's nothing time sensitive about Toy Story. Yeah. I the the one question and this the question I've had a long time is that wow the. Like, do the lyrics from the Guns N' Roses song, or do they resonate in 2020 the way they resonated in 1987? And are they widely acceptable? Now, guess what? That's not changing. It does, Like, the people who are Guns N' Roses fans, um, guess what? They're not finding new fans. They're just yeah. going off the same fans they always had. So those fans don't really care. They're familiar with those lyrics. They know what they are. Yeah. So I, I, I just don't see it being a big deal. Uh, for for the fan base they're selling to, I guess. For location, eh, maybe. Uh, for home environment, yeah, a Guns N' Roses machine is not going to make it in my home. And I, I'm torn. I've got little kids, so I, I probably won't. If, if you're going to put Avengers in front of me versus Guns N' Roses, it's it's yeah. a no-brainer. Yeah, love you, Eric. Hey, I, we're, we're pretty certain that the going rumor is that it's Eric's game. And absolutely, I would love to have an Eric game. Um, if they ever make Pirates, I probably would pick that up. But uh, yeah, sorry, Guns N' Roses is kind of a non-starter in my house. Yeah, but I think it's a great theme for at the bars and stuff oh, like that. Uh, absolutely. You know, okay, ACDC also is a non-starter at my house. Uh, when Metallica came up for sale, I texted my wife and said, hey, on a scale of 1 to 10, how interested are you in having a Guns N- or a Metallica, Metallica machine? And she said, is there a negative number? <laughs> you're like so, oh no honey no <laughs> yeah so that's i mean yeah it's it's also kind of hard to have uh to have a family friendly game when they hit the ramp they're like f yeah <laughs> she's like whoa <laughs> that was a whopper 
See, but I love Guns N' Roses. This is the problem. Like, I, I don't know. See, like, I, see, I love I don't Eric. Really, I don't get the Guns N' Roses love. Okay, like, sorry. I, and, I love no, Appetite no, no. of Destruction. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. But man, like, I, yeah. You know, like that movie that you really loved and then you watch it again and you're like, yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't speak to me the same way it did back then. Like I would have a hard time listening to Appetite for Destruction the same way I did as an angry teenager. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. I was like, ooh, like, yeah, mm, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I, maybe I can play Paradise City every time. So I, I hope whatever it is, Guns N' Roses or, or Toy Story, I'm excited to see more JJP. Like seriously, I played Hobbit like a month ago. And I know it's probably the worst JJP game out there, but Just honestly, yeah. honestly, a JJP pinball machine is an entirely different experience than a regular pinball machine. It's the sound system. It's the, it's the clips. It's, just you feel like you're immersed in the world and don't get me wrong i feel that with ninja turtles and stuff like that but i feel like there's just something about jjp that feels like a, a step above everything else you're, you're so, kind of a jjp fanboy right now uh, maybe that's it and i don't own any of the jjp stuff and and maybe it's because it's very cost prohibitive prohibitive to me i mean yeah. it is what it is but I just got my Hobbit playfield today. Uh, uh, so, very nice. So they were. Uh, so uh, here's a pro tip on the JJP uh, Facebook thing. They're selling off uh, basically factory seconds, and so um, I bought a Hobbit playfield, and so I'm just going to use it as art because I still think the playfield is beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's uh, okay. There's no game that has such an immersive experience than the Hobbit, a better job of immersing you in the movie. Yeah. Um, I still don't find it very fun, but it's, it's still a fun experience, I guess. Yeah. So, but, but right. they are trending up there. It's uh, people are finding more ways of enjoying the Hobbit. So, yeah. So I just want to put this out there to everyone. I'm just going to say you're welcome. <laughs> With because, what? You remember two episodes ago when we're like, dude, where is Deep Root? It is radio silence. Oh, like, there you we're not go. here yeah. to think. We're yeah. not hearing a single thing. And what was it? Not even a couple days later. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah, we we woke up the deep root. We yes. watered the we watered the root. It's time to grow. Yep. So you're everyone, you're welcome. I don't know if that's what you were asking for, but boom. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Let, let, let's see what Deep Root has to offer. Um, more pinball is always, it's always good in this hobby, right? Well, I, again, more seats to the table, like make the table bigger and bring in more chairs. Um, manufacturers will drive each other to excellence. And so I'm interested. I, I feel bad that man, what a year to pick, to try to start a pinball company, or at least try to launch a pinball company. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad that Robert has deep pockets because, uh, any other place would probably just say, I'm taking my ball and going home. Yep. Well, and and one thing I want to point out too, I talked to someone in the hobby that's very predominant in the hobby and we were discussing September's schedule and they, they reassured me, said September is going to be jam packed. And 
this was before everything started coming out. And now look, at, I mean, we've got Stern, we've got JJP, we've got Deep Root. I mean, is, can anyone else? I know American just did Hot Wheels, so they're probably not going to do anything. I just, I'm like, it's, it's going to be a crazy September. Yeah, and it's good. I think that everybody's been chomping at the bit, and it's good because uh, machines have been flying off. I, 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 I'm been kind of lazy, and I haven't listed my Shrek. I still need to sell my Shrek because my wife's like, "Why, uh, why are you having a pinball machine in the garage that you're not playing?" And it's like I just haven't got around to listing it. So. <laughs> well, um, and and when, when I was listening to Bruce Nightingale, it kind of clicked in my head today because because it's really weirded me out that since March, since COVID's happened. I've seen people spending ridiculous amounts of money. And then when Bruce said it today, it finally clicked in my head. Like, like a lot of these bars and places that people eat out and whatnot, they're only allowed to have like 50% capacity. And they're usually not even hitting, they, they hit nowhere near the 50% capacity. And so they're like, you know, trying to encourage everyone, you know, buy the, buy and get takeout and stuff like that. It just dawned on me, if we've all been stuck at home, a lot of people that haven't been doing trips, a lot of people that haven't been eating out, you know, you get groceries delivered, you're saving a ton of money and you're like, well, where does this all, where, what should we do with this money? We can't leave the house. Boom. Pinball machine. Yeah. So. And, and, uh, and rebuilding. So my neighbor is a contractor. And of course this started with us too. My wife decided to start looking at our, well, first she decided to pick out paint colors and then we ended up uh, wanting to reconfigure half our house. Uh, but that's a topic of a different discussion. <laughs> but uh, our neighbor, who's a general contractor who we'd like to use, he said, I, I'm too busy. I'm, I'm turning away two jobs a, week, a day because I just uh, – and basically the money people were spending on going out for entertainment, they're putting into their house and their home entertainment. Well, even like the industry I'm in, in heating and air conditioning, this is the highest demand and most profitable year that they've had in over a decade. I mean, it's just people are spending like crazy. You can't buy an above ground pool. And if you do, you're going to char- get charged buku bucks because someone's bought it up and they're reselling it. Yeah. Like my in June, my my wife's grandmother's like, we should buy one of those giant inflatable slides that you can run water down. Instead of renting one, and we got online, they were all sold out. You oh, really? You <laughs> couldn't buy them. So we, we we bought one last year. So we actually have one that we've yeah. pulled out a few times. We I actually just barely put it away before this. So yeah, like I was like, well, you know, we we got specs on the one that we were renting, and I was like, it's the eighteen foot tall or whatever. And so I went online, and they're all sold out. And these aren't cheap products. I mean, they're ranging were from three to fifteen thousand dollars. Okay. And well, so, you, okay. The, the one that we bought was from Amazon. It was it was much cheaper than that. I think it was like a few hundred bucks. So, but my point being is, is there's a lot of money being spent. And I feel like pinball has a good opportunity to seize the moment. Yeah. Well, so, and and I think I think they are as long as they can manufacture. So. Correct, and it sounds like they're doing great on on whatever the restrictions and whatnot they might have. Yeah, the COVID, so. the manufacturing restrictions. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to. Well, did did you want to? I don't know if I really gave you an opportunity to talk about Deep Brew, or we're just leaving it at that because there you really know, wasn't I, anything. I'm excited, uh, and this is. I was disappointed because I thought the radio silence just meant that they were another casualty. So 
I'm excited. I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking forward to it and I will look at the live stream. Do we know when that the official day on that is? No, no, okay, we haven't. So, heard. so watch for it. Cause then, uh, when it's time, uh, check it out. So I'm going to move into the last thing that I really want to talk about because if you follow dead flip or Jack danger on social media, it's dead flip pinball streaming. Uh, he posted an info infogram this last couple of days and it's really made my brain click. Uh, you know, we talk about themes that are very profitable in the pinball industry and what would be good themes to benefit from the pinball hobby. And so he posted the top 25 media franchises that, sorry, the top 25 highest growing, grossing, good criminy, media franchises of all time. Can you guess the, the top three? I'm going to, I'm going to, can you? I want to see if you can even get one in the top three, Scott. Okay. Well, okay. I have a few questions. Is this adjusted for inflation? Yes. A lot of the ones I'm looking on this list have all been within the last, I want to say the last 20 years. Okay. So that's not adjusted for inflation. Because did you know the number one movie of all time adjusted for inflation has gone with the gone wind? Gone with the wind. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. No, there, there's there's ones on this list that would be from the 50s and stuff like that as yeah, well. Yeah. And I don't think we're getting a sound of music pinball machine either. No. Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, all these numbers are in the billions, not mm-hmm. millions, billions. Well, it, okay. Are you talking like single movies or a collection of movies? Because if you say a collection of movies, I would say the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the king with nope. 23 films. Marvel Cinematic Universe is on the list, but it doesn't even break the top. It might be the top 10. It might be the very last of the top 10. Wow. Um, okay. Of the last 10 years, I guarantee that of the, okay. And the challenge is you're looking at relevant ones. Uh, so Star, you're, Star you're, Wars has to be in there. So it's um, not movies. It's, it's, media franchises so oh, okay okay so let me uh, let me t- put it this way too so disney isn't a media franchise they're 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 saying like mickey mouse and disney princesses and because you know star wars and and yeah all that would also fall under disney but they've kind of separated them out essentially if you were to go to walmart and you're to buy a backpack for your child you know you would be buying Star Wars. You wouldn't be buying Disney. You're buying Star Wars. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Okay. okay so let, let, let me guess a little bit on this. Um, okay. Top three. Top three. Um, Minecraft? No. Minecraft's not in the top 25. Wow. Uh, Fortnite? Nope. Not even in the top 25. And the other interesting part, too, is I'd say about five of these titles on this list are these, aren't even American titles. Oh, okay. That was what I was, I was also questioning. Is this U S centered or is this global? Um, this is because, global. Yeah. Cause pinball is very much a European, uh, North America and Australian sport. It's, so, so the top three, I guarantee you've heard each one of these franchises. Hello Kitty. Yes. Number two. Okay. Yeah. And these are all going to be like Asian centric stuff. Um, Well, Hello Kitty. Well, Hello Kitty is Asian centric, but yeah. 
Okay, g- give give me a hint. Okay, the number one franchise yeah. is a video game-based franchise. Okay, is it? Okay, and this is where I need Dennis Creasel. I don't know much about video games. Um, there's like don't a- Don't overthink it. it. Don't overthink it. Mario? No, but Mario is in the top 25. Okay, a video-based franchise. Well, I asked Fortnite. Um, World of Warcraft? Is that still no. a thing? No, but that, is, let's see. I think that is actually Blizzard? on the list. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, sorry. That's on a different list I was looking at. Okay. So, th- number one, number one highest grossing media franchise of all time at $92 billion is Pokemon. Okay. All right. I could see that. That that makes sense, right? I mean, it's very yeah, popular yeah, I, in the U.S. Okay, but that's yeah. also still very Asian. Like it, it still no. is. Like it's it's centered in it's centered in Asia culture. Okay. 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 Number three. This one actually kind of shocks me. It's it's bigger. So so one was Pokemon. Two is Hello Kitty. Okay. But I think the thing is, is Hello Kitty and Pokemon. Yes, they are based in the Eastern culture. But they do have a, a, a big they, they have a crossover. So, yeah, they have a yes, crossover. In the Western. Yeah. Okay. Um number three, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Okay. Bigger than number four, which is Mickey Mouse. That blows my mind that Winnie the Pooh is higher than Mickey the Mouse. Huh, I wonder how Mickey they Mickey the Mouse. <laughs> like, is it is it is it like for lunch boxes sold or children's books or so there's multiple categories it covers. So that's like video games, merchandise, trading cards, comics. Yeah. Okay. So uh, movies, the box office. So it covers a lot of things, even like plates, <laughs> you know? Sure. Um, it, so, I, I think the challenge though, is that um, to be a successful marketing company, you need to take that. Um, you need to take that and tease out whatever demographic you're looking for, which is why, in in shows or at least in television they always try to tease out the 18 to 30 year olds because yeah. they tend to be the most uh, the most influenced by advertising and so it doesn't really matter like you can have 2020 or the CBS evening news or something like that and that's great if you're trying to cater to the AARP crowd and I'm rapidly approaching that by the way but it's more of a that's not going to command the same sort of marketing capital that you know friends in its heyday or whatever the kids are watching nowadays um that's uh you know that's the reason why it teases it out and so you know just because you get uh, you get viewers doesn't necessarily mean it there's an overlap the venn diagram of the demographic who plays pinball who also is part of that franchise that's where the the licensing magic happens yeah so do you th- okay my question is do you think the top 4 has any chance in the pinball industry? Okay, so list off the top 4 again. Pokémon, Hello Kitty, Winnie the Pooh, and Mickey Mouse. Um I would say Pokémon, yes. Okay. Um because there is still there's still that crossover with video games. And yes. you're going to see a lot more of that video game crossover. Um, yes, I actually think Mickey Mouse would. However, what's ironic is Mickey Mouse is more of a mascot. Uh, name any major movie that Mickey is a part of. 
none really and i feel none. like mickey's mickey's focus has it's been like more mickey's towards, playhouse or yeah or it's so. more toddler it, it, right now well but it's just it's usually a a method to sell something like this the sell the disney experience and, and by the way i i am all for having that magical escape we uh i there are people who are Pro Disney, anti Disney, and pretty indifferent to Disney. I'm actually pro it. I think what they do is amazing. I think uh, being able to license that experience is great. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. So I would I would say that Mickey maybe uh, Pokemon. I would say yes. Um, you could possibly do a Mickey Mouse one, but this is kind of that challenge of um, like Hot Wheels. I'm actually. I think the theme caters to a younger crowd, like a, um, and people remember this. I mean, it's selling because it's a good game and people have con- historical connection to this, uh, franchise, but, and it's not like, um, like Teletubbies. I, that's, that's huge. Under, at least it was on Yo Gamma Gamma or Gabba Gamma or whatever it was. That was huge for the toddler crowd, but eventually when you get to the pinball crowd, there has to be some sort of relevancy. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I, so I would say Pokemon, yes. I'm not I, I I'm sure Disney would though. You you would you would sell a lot of those to basements. The the Mickey Mouse? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna go down this list. It's a long long list. I just want a okay. quick ye- yes or no. Yeah, I'll say yes or no. Okay. Um, and there's going to be some of the on the list that have already been made into pinball machines. So, okay. I don't know if you want to say yes or no, or if you're just going to say already made. Okay. Okay. Next after Mickey mouse, star Wars done, done. Uh, what the crap is this? And, and pan man. It's, it's Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. Not relevant, not relevant to the pinball market. Disney princesses. Ironically. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> if they if they made a Disney princess game, I guarantee it would it, like that would be a an on site uh, moneymaker. Yeah. It would be. Do you think it would attract? You know, we're always talking about diversity and drawing more diversity in. Do you think a frozen pinball machine, a Moana pinball machine? Do you think that helps diversify? <sighs> Okay, I I think it brings it brings more chairs to the table. It's not like seventies and eighties rock bands, um, but uh, yes, I, I think it would. However, if you want to, if you want something that would would have a little more overlap, um, I I've said it before. I think a pink, um, you know, the pink the singer. I think she would actually be a great pin. If you could integrate that, but yes, I actually think that you would sell a Disney princess, uh, pin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this next one, it already has been made, but nowhere near recent Mario. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Show Shojin chomp jump. No, no, no. no. Okay. No. Uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, this one's already being made. Mar- Marvel cinematic universe. Which I find this next one interesting, Spider-Man, which has already been well. Done. Okay, but Spider-Man is, uh, I mean, that that's technically a, a competing. Um, it, it's it's a weird historical licensing uh, yeah. thing, but yeah, 
So, uh, yeah, any superhero is pretty relevant right now. Okay. Uh, Gundam. Do you remember Gundam? Nope. Uh, it's essentially the it's it's Japanese, but it it bled over into the American culture, especially in the late '90s, because uh, Lincoln Park was heavily into it. It's it's flying. Imagine Transformers, but if they fought with swords, and it they looks could like com- okay, it looks like Robotech. So yeah, it's um, combined together to make one giant. Uh, thing. It's too niche, too niche. Okay, but that's what, what is this on the list? Fifteenth, something like that. Anywho, yeah. okay. Batman. Yeah, uh, obviously. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, no. Yeah, I think it's too. It's it's too niche and outside. It, the Venn diagram does not include pinball. I think there is some room for it, but it's it's a very weird spot. That's not low lying fruit. Maybe maybe back in the days when you were making eight games a year or eight to twelve games a year, like once a month, you can take a risk on that. Not That's right true. now. Okay, Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I think you could. Um, it you would have to walk a fine line with Barbie. Uh, because you would have to integrate the theme correctly. And so it, um, cause the, uh, I mean, Barbie, there's a difference between Barbie in the sixties, seventies and eighties versus what, um, image you would want to portray today. So, but uh, yeah, you, you, you can sell Barbie. Okay. Uh, a fist of the North star. Zero chance. And that's right. That's right up there with uh, what's that uh, that horrible band that you were talking about, the Alphabots or something like that. Oh my goodness, the Aquabats. Al- oh, okay, all right, that was close. Okay, uh, cars. Okay, like 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 Mustang or, or no? Sorry, Disney's cars or Pixar's cars. Yeah, absolutely. You could do that one. Uh, Toy Story. Yeah, I think I think uh, that should be coming out. So yeah. One Piece. It's a Japanese uh, anime manga. That yeah, manga is you know what manga is really difficult to integrate into the U.S. market just because it's um, the art style is suggestive of very young people in scantily clad things, and so yeah. manga, it, manga would be a tough sell for the U.S. market, especially in today's society. Well, what I've learned too, along with the Japanese culture, is a lot of it starts out in manga. If it does really good as manga, it moves on to anime, and if it does good as anime, they they will make a movie or they will promote yeah. it further from there. So. Right, and, and and that's fine. I, I think that's for the Japanese market. It doesn't have enough crossover. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one's already been done. Lord of the Rings. Yep. Uh, James Bond. I mean, we haven't had one since the nineties. Yeah. Uh, Yu Gi Oh. Uh, again, it's Asian. It it does. I don't think it has enough. Uh, I okay. To put it bluntly, pinball is a Western hobby. Okay. I, I think I think that's too Eastern. You're telling me that home pin that's making the Chinese zombies is going to the wrong market. Uh, well, it's an untapped market, so yeah. Um, that that you know they don't really have much to compare it to. Alrighty, number twenty four. I would actually like to see this one. Uh, Peanuts. Yeah, I can see it. I mean, that would be, uh, that could be to 
the I, they just had a uh, a peanuts movie recently so yeah sure uh, and then last but not least transformers yeah yeah they they shouldn't have done that one but they did so so my question is let's take transformers for a second cuz i mean obviously it scored higher than teenage mutant ninja turtles um if you did the the ninja turtles treatment to transformers where you did maybe the cartoon from the 80s you get some zombie yeti artwork uh and you you go that route instead of the movies do you think it would make a better pinball machine than what the the movie one produced i think the challenge with the game is that it's uh, the layout has not been able to be redeemed with code or anything else yeah. and so it's just not a good it's not a good pin um yeah i i is the theme is it something you could sell yes is that one something that you could sell i think uh players have moved on but you can always uh resurrect a uh, a missed theme opportunity which i think is what we're, what's going to happen with the next turn release so so here's the question too. Someone pointed this out and it, it's been weighing on my mind now that they've pointed it out. If you include the data East era, the last five out of six stern titles have been pretty much remakes of older titles. Uh, well, I nostalgia sells. And if this has been a long standing uh, item where they talk about has Hollywood run out of ideas? Is everything just being recycled? Well, I, I think everybody, when you were 14 or 12 or 10, there's stuff that you thought that is really cool, but my dad is not going to buy that for me. Well, now you're in your 40s and you think, wow, that's really cool. I can buy it. Guess what? Um, subtract 30 years or so, and that's the, that's your wheelhouse. So we're going out of the uh, of the 80s and maybe into the 90s. However, the 90s is when things started becoming diverse. And in the 80s, we had more of a concentration of, of mega franchise type things. And I don't know if you have that same type of thing in the 90s. But okay. right now, you can sell them. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would buy, well, for example, He-Man. Uh, that's something that's, else, that's relevant to my demographic. And I think you would sell He-Man. So do you think Stern benefits from these older titles that weren't are not regarded as great pinball machines so an example i mean the bar wasn't really set super high for keith ellen to make jurassic park a better game teenage mutant turtles john borg did not have a super hard challenge having to outdo the data east version um i'm trying to think what else has come out in the last i mean well, well, they they've remade the Batman they, and they remade Batman: The Dark Knight uh, into Batman sixty six, which has been better. Um, they remade The Simpsons, which was better than The Day to East. Uh, they've re, you know they've had like three versions of the Playboy game. They've had James Bond, uh, and so yeah, you can but always. Point, but my point ahead. being is 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 the newer Sterns. Do you think they benefit because? the older games aren't as fantastic. Uh, well, I don't think you're going to remake Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, because it, the, the previous version is so good. If yeah. you have a low bar to clear, but it's still, if it's still not a good game, people are going to move on. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, the bar wasn't set super high. My very first 
well, it wasn't technically my first game. My parents bought it, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, the Data East version, um, it was just all right. Like it's it's all right for a beginner game, but there's not enough to put your teeth into. So, oh, for a second, I thought you said Transformers, and I'm thinking, wow, Data East did Transformers. Yeah, yeah, the old the old ones, garbage. Yeah, it's yeah, garbage. and so. Um, I don't think that really weighed into a factor in my mind when I was buying the new Ninja Turtles. Yeah, so. I don't think so. But, but you don't want it to be worse. Yeah, but you it, definitely. But, so I pulled up a different list. I just pulled up the movie list, by the way. And from 2001, the number one movie. And, you know, I'll just say include 2000. So most of these have been remade somehow uh, or made into pinball. Mission Impossible, not. Harry Potter, No. Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings, Shrek, Harry Potter, no. Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dark Knight, Avatar, Toy Story, uh, Harry Potter, Adventures, Frozen, uh, Transformers, Star Wars, Captain America, Star Wars, Avengers, Avengers, Bad Boys for Life. Um, Why don't we have a Bad Boys game? That might be cool. <laughs> that, was, that was this year. So, <laughs> But you know what? It's, uh, if you look at that, I would say the vast majority of those have been made and the ones that haven't been made, there's probably reasons or, you know, obviously in the Harry Potter thing, there's something that's holding that license back. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I mo- it, movies and music. It's it's the thing that people consume in mass quantities. And so uh, I think they should. I, I also think they should start looking into uh, other things, maybe culturally relevant things. Uh, well, like and doing- I think. I think like video Mario game. game. There should be yeah. a Mario. Yeah. Uh, there should be some crossover, but they've had a hard time in capturing that lightning. Yeah. Well, and I think I think uh, a video game title will be more accepted now than it was then. I think the problem with Mario is it was first done by Gottlieb. And second, they they dumbed down pinball so badly with the second version of the Mario game that they came out with, it just wasn't fun. It was like they were trying to get kids involved, but when you've only got a couple things to hit for and, and there's not even out lanes, you know, um, I just, I feel like Mario would really, really benefit from a new pinball machine. I mean, even looking at the top grossing uh, video game franchises, I mean, obviously Pokemon's at the top. If it's, if it's the top media franchise of all time, uh, you know, Mario, Call of Duty. I wouldn't mind seeing maybe something like Call of Duty. Uh, Pac-Man's number five, Space Invaders, Street Fighter. I mean, Street Fighter would definitely benefit from a new, yeah. a new game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's 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 hard. They actually did a really good job with Deadpool in incorporating that fight into it. Yes. Um, I, I I guess we'll see. I I think there are some themes that just don't translate very well sonic the hedgehog i think that theme would that, translate that, amazing it would so, sonic would be great they, and, and they should do they should do that for the next sonic movie that's coming out yep uh halo you think a halo mm. one would do good uh, uh, it's, it's a shooting game seems a little less like i i think a sonic one really would be a no-brainer okay yeah uh, what's i i still think legend of zelda I mean, every yeah, time. and Zelda would be good too. But I mean, think of Sonic though. You have this the the spin thing, and that's yeah. 
I, I, I didn't even think about Sonic until you brought it up, but absolutely. And the I think Sonic, fun. well, and you've got mechs you can reuse. I mean, look at Stern. You could reuse the NASCAR mech. I mean, yeah. where it just gets the ball going really, really fast. Or or a, another version. Yeah. yeah, Supercharger from Getaway. I mean, Mike, I didn't really think Sonic was a good idea for a pinball machine until... I didn't think it was going to be a good movie and it turned out to be a fantastic movie like for the, for the, for the theme, obviously. So, yeah. Um, so my brother-in-law is really, really into Sonic and he started talking, you know, pinball's kind of about numbers, right? Like it's always like complete X amount of modes and you collect X amount of things so you can get to X amount of whatever achievements you need to do to get to the final wizard mode. And he started talking about like chaos emeralds. There's seven chaos emeralds and you know, there's eight different areas and, and and we've seen I don't know if you've checked out the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, home brew, but it's fantastic. Yeah. Dude, go check it out. The gentleman that's making it, it's ops. It's it's way cool. And so, I just I feel like there's a lot of room. There's a lot of creativity that could go into a Sonic the Hedgehog pinball machine. And I think that might even do better than a Mario right now. But I could I be think, wrong. I, Mario. Well, I think it would be easy, easy yes. to do a Sonic one. So, um. But other than that, yeah. You know, we keep bringing up Deadpool. I finally actually got to get my hands on a Deadpool oh, and yeah. just play the crap out of it. Um, the thing that I've walked away from it is, it's in my opinion, this is me, it's too easy. Uh, okay. sec- second time, I, my second game I put onto it, I got to the very end. Uh, I just, I love the artwork. I love the concept. I don't feel like there's enough to the code. So it could be, I mean, it's still, it, it's challenging though. You you have a, a couple of ricochet shots and that Katana ramp is fun. Yeah. So, um, I, I, fantastic game. I really, if you're looking for a beginner game, I don't know. We had one of our, uh, we had one of the listeners message in that he didn't feel like it was a great home game. Uh, just cause it, it talks about the hell house and, and some of that stuff. Um, so he ended up getting rid of it because he didn't want around his family, but I, I still feel like it's a good starter game. If you're looking for a, a modern stern, uh, I think Deadpool's a good one to cut your teeth on. That's my yeah, opinion. That's fair. So, uh, it's just not for me. I don't think I'll get a Deadpool in the collection. It's one of those games. Me, if I, if I found for a really, really good price, like really good. I, I think, I think it's, it's more fun than that, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. I get it. It's a fun game. Don't get me wrong. I'll I'll pump some quarters onto it and on location and stuff, but yeah. uh, I just don't see it coming in the collection. So yeah, okay. I don't think Ryan Reynolds could fix that. <laughs> no, no, but I I I still think it's a fun game. So it's uh, hey, I, you had Monster Bash for a while, so and that's a pretty easy game. <laughs> I felt like Monster Bash is harder than Deadpool. Huh. Yeah. Uh, well, you must be a better player than me then. So. <laughs> I don't know about that. Probably true. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to final battle and then tell me how it is. And okay. <laughs> I am getting consistently to the point where I can get to uh team up either on first or second ball uh in co-op. And then if I'm playing, I can get to team up usually on, on single player. So I feel like I'm progressively getting better on Ninja Turtles. So all right. Uh other than that, I think that pretty much does it for us. I think it does too. The uh, yeah, we, we've we've rambled on a lot about uh, just catching up on stuff, but 
Uh, we're going to start uh, lining up a few more interviews coming up as soon as things start opening up. Uh, by the way, if you have ideas and people you want us to reach out to, uh, go ahead and uh, shoot us a message and we'll see what we can do. I agree. Um, we, like I, I teased on the last episode, uh, we do have someone coming on. They've been on our show before. We're excited to have them back. Um, so we're just we're, we're trying to time stuff out right now. So uh, there's a couple people we've got lined up. So uh, we, we enjoy doing the, I like I really enjoy doing the interviews. It's cool to uh, talk to these people. And uh, who was I listening to? It was I think it was Poor Man's Pinball Podcast. And they were talking about our episode with Dwight Sullivan and talking turtles and just how that was one of the better episodes out of all the Ninja Turtles uh, interviews. And I, I, I thought that was very, that was very humbling. Cause I didn't think I just, I don't know what it is. I just, I think we, we just talk, you know what I'm saying, Scott, we just yeah, talk yeah. back and forth. We have someone on, I ask really dumb questions. Uh, but I, I guess a lot of people will appreciate it. So I'm glad that you guys appreciate it. So. Yeah. And, and we still have that, uh, that promotion going, uh, uh, Josh, go ahead and talk about it. We have a few swag bags we want to give out, but we want to give uh, uh, another week or two opportunity to get more entries in and to let people have the chance if they missed our last episode. So, correct. So, what we're doing right now, uh, we've had we've had a handful of entries come in. Um, we are giving away some loser kids swag bags for. We want you to go out to your favorite pinball location if you feel safe, uh, mask up, glove up. Take your 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 alcohol sanitizer with you, and go take a picture with you playing at your favorite location. Uh, we don't want any more Bruce Nightingales. I know I know there's going to be casualties, but we want you to go out and support the community as much as you can. And even if you can't, I don't know uh, if you if you can. Some of these places provide food. Maybe you can get it to go. Uh, if you drink alcohol or whatnot, maybe you can get that to go. Whatever you can do to please. Please support these wonderful barcades, arcades, and places that are trying to keep the spirit of pinball alive. Uh, it's it's become pretty much a home market right now. So if you're feeling safe, hey, please and, go. And your that. favorite place can be your home. So yeah, if if you don't want to go out, if you if you you know some places have been hit a lot harder than others. If you're under curfew or whatnot, then just. Take some pictures at home with you and your favorite pinball machine or whatnot. Post it either to Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Tag us in it. You can send it to our email. We had we had a gentleman send one to our email. Um, wherever it may be, send it to us. Okay, and uh, yeah, we'll wrap that up. Uh, go ahead and uh, if if you're uh, listening to us, please uh, give us a review on your. Uh, favorite podcatcher. Uh, a lot of times, uh, iTunes. It certainly helps us uh, be able to get uh, increased in our search ability. And if you have any suggestions for the show, please uh, send them to us. Uh, what else do you want to say, Josh? If you want to contact us, please get a hold of us via Facebook. That's probably the best place to get a hold of us. It's like facebook.com slash loser kid pinball. Uh, or you can get a hold of Scott or I individually on there. Um, or me. I don't know. Anyhow, it. it's me. You're a direct object. I'm like, it's, it's late. It's, Anyhow, uh, we're also on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, message us at loserkidpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we do have people emailing us there now. If you want to check out our direct link to the podcast, it's soundcloud.com slash loserkidpinballpodcast. And yeah, just hit us up. We definitely want you to do that poll from Brad with Lit Frames. We'll be posting that shortly after we post this episode. 
and uh, we can't wait to hear from you guys again. All right, and as uh, Bill and Ted say, be excellent to each other and... Pinball on. <laughs> but I'm ching. Wow, that was... Uh, okay, that, that, that was finishing with a thud. All right. Okay, you no, guys what, what do what do they say? Sorry, dude, I haven't seen the new I haven't seen the new Bill and Ted. And last time I saw Bill dude, and Ted, it's the was old in, one. It's the party on dec- dudes. Decade yeah. goat. So dude, that's party the first that's the first one from like eighty seven. Are you sure that sounds Wayne's World ish to me? It'd be excellent to each other and party on party dudes. On. Okay. Wow, that's that's hurtful. So all right, I, well and. I hear that I hear the new movie is hot garbage, so don't worry about that. But go watch the other one. The original one's really fun. So. I've heard I've heard mixed reviews. Okay, so do you want to say it again one more time? No, it's fine. That's perfect. All right, check out guys. Well, uh, see you in two weeks or so.